everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Thursday. It is February 27th. It's 2020, and we have four basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Riding solo today with only a four-game slate, breaking it down for each and every one of you. Giving you guys uh, and gals a first look at today's slate. Um, as always, appreciate you guys listening. Always enjoy feedback. Sorry um, that we missed the Charlotte and New York game on yesterday's podcast. Did not even realize it until someone messaged me and I saw it in the morning. So, you know, judging by that game in general, it wasn't um, it wasn't the worst one to miss. Uh, Mitchell Robinson obviously had a good game. I would have you know definitely talked about Terry Rozier. If we got news that Graham wasn't going to play, um, so the fact that like Graham played probably wouldn't have played Terry Rozier. So, uh, and then like Bisback Biombo went off in that game. So, probably best that um, we de- we did we avoided that one. Um, you know, it was my my pick to go under two, um, and I think pretty sure it like it was a wash. I think it was um, two oh eight was the total could be wrong uh it was 206 so it went over by two points um so <laughs> would have missed that one too I'm glad i didn't lock it in um but yeah ready to move on to today's slate uh four game slate like i said it's an interesting little slate because we do have some big injury news already um so and we kind of get started there with um new york at philadelphia it's a back-to-back for both of these teams. It's a three and four nights uh, for Philly. We know Simmons is not going to play, uh, but Embiid got hurt in the first quarter of the game on Wednesday. So I'm going to put him as doubtful um, on the second end of the back-to-back three and four. It'd be interesting to see if Philly sits anybody else here. Also, Frankie um, Nitlakina, uh, we're going to put him as questionable as well. He's missed the last couple games here, dealing with a little bit of an injury. You know, a, a guy like Elf Payton, who's been dealing with a little bit of a ankle injury, maybe he's questionable here. We'll kind of have to see how the New York side of um, this back-to-back kind of plays out. But as we're looking at here, here at the Knicks, obviously this game should stay a lot closer with no Simmons and no Embiid. So kind of have a little bit more interest in a guy like Julius Randle. I think he's a really strong tournament play on this slate. Don't expect him to be too popular here. Um, you know, Robinson coming off of a really big game on um, Wednesday. I think that, like, he might be a guy that gets a little bit more ownership. Um, I will say this is, this is a three and four uh, for the Knicks as well. So, you know, the fact that Julius Randle only played, like, 25 minutes on Wednesday, might be, maybe that helps him out a little bit. Um We'll kind of have to see, but um, I do like the spot a lot for Julius Randle. I think he's a really strong tournament play, and I just don't expect him to be too popular here. Um, and then outside of that, it's really hard. You know, I know Mitchell Robinson, 44 fantasy points against Charlotte. Charlotte, they're just so bad against big men. You know, he played 26 minutes against Houston the other night too. If he is good to go as far as, like, playing on the this back-to-back – three and four nights um he's worth a shot in tournaments here outside of that you know if he were to sit maybe take a shot on bobby portis in large field tournaments but this team right now they're just playing so many guys so many different minutes it's hard to really trust anything but 
I do think Bobby Portis is worth a look in large field tournaments. Um, you know, like Harkless is playing minutes. There's just so many guys playing minutes. If we get some of these guys ruled out, um, obviously we can look at it a little bit more. Uh, go to the other side here, the Philadelphia side of things, you know, with Simmons out and be doubtful. Uh, we pull up court IQ here. We look at the season with those two guys off the floor. We see that, you know, Al Horford averaging 1.1 fantasy, 1.19 fantasy points per minute. Tobias Harris, 1.21 fantasy points per minute. The guy that kind of stood out to me a little bit here was Shake Milton. But those guys off the floor, he has a 27% usage rate, averaging 0.9 fantasy points per minute. One of the things that I like to do when I'm looking at, you know, taking guys off the floor, I like to narrow it down to like the last four weeks too to kind of get a recent sample size on what we're looking at. Tobias Harris, 34% usage rate, 1.34 fantasy points per minute. So I think Tobias Harris is the guy that I like the most here for Philly. Um, I think he's one of the safer plays on this slate, assuming that he plays. Um, I like Richardson and Horford as well. Uh, Shake Milton, definitely in play here. You know, going to see a bump with both these guys off the floor and, you know, should be a guy that ends up being kind of popular here. I like the fact that he got a really nice price increase. Um, so like, you know, he's not, he's not 3,500 anymore. He was 4,500 on Wednesday, played 37 minutes, um, scored 35 fantasy points, really solid. We'll all take 30 to 35 fantasy points on a four-game slate at 4,700. I think another guy that could kind of benefit here is Korkmaz. Um, you know, obviously, he's going to need to shoot the ball well to get there. He's not a guy that, you know, typically gets a ton of rebounds or assists. But everybody's rebounds are going to go up here um, with Embiid off the floor. Richardson almost had a triple-double. I mean, a double-double, sorry. Um, with points and rebounds um, on Wednesday. So Philly, obviously a, a team that everybody's going to be targeting here. I think this game, like I said, I think this game stays close. Um, man, I just wish they'd give Alec Burks minutes. You know, I just, I don't trust the minute situation with him. I don't really trust the minute situation with like Kylo Quinn unless Horford sat on, you know, the fact that it's like a three and four and a back to back. Maybe they sit Horford here. We can take a shot on Kylo Quinn. So we'll be interesting to see if Philly sits anybody besides the big two here. Um, because obviously this is a game that we're going to be targeting quite a bit. Uh, moving on, we got Sacramento at OKC taking on the Thunder. 223 total here. Uh, Thunder favored by six in this one. Bagley and Holmes remain out. Uh, everybody else in this game good to go. Starting with the Sacramento side of things, you know, this is a tougher defensive matchup, um, you know, in general here. The pace, too, um, you know, the Thunder play at the 23rd pace. Sacramento plays at 24th pace. Um, so this is a game that's going to kind of be slowed down. Thunder 10th in defensive efficiency, Sacramento 16th. Um, so obviously when we're looking at this game in general, we're looking at a game that could have some defense, um, could be slower paced, but really, like, when we're looking at two of these games, like the Portland Indy game, too, like – they could be slowed down a little bit, but they're still, you know, showing really solid totals. So I don't want to like discount this game in general. Um, you know, starting here with the Kings, 
you know, obviously Fox 7,600, he has some solid upside. Um, but when we're looking at like the last four weeks, like his usage is around 30%, which is right around his season average. Um, you know, buddy healed 6,100 over 34 fantasy points now in three of the last four games. He's six K. Um, He's obviously somebody that I'm looking at that has some upside here, you know, with baggling these guys out, you know, we're just kind of Harry Giles could play some minutes in this game, uh, but it's a tough matchup going up against like, you know, Steven Adams, Steven Adams, you know, still, you know, top 15 center and defensive real plus minus this season. So, you know, I think it's a tough matchup for Harry Giles, but, and like his price increase kind of stinks. Uh, Harrison Barnes has been playing a ton of minutes here recently. Uh, I think you can definitely look at him in this matchup, just kind of taking advantage of the minutes on a four game slate, uh, more than anything else. And now outside of that, like Bazemore has been playing minutes too, and he's actually been shooting the ball pretty well. Um, I've been getting rebounds. I, I think that like, he's your like kind of sneaky play that I don't think a lot of people will be on here. Um, Outside of that, like Alex Lynn not playing minutes, you know. So on the Thunder side of things, you know, Chris Paul, 7,900, um, you know, really solid matchup here going up against Sacramento. I think he's definitely a guy that you could potentially look at. Um, outside of that, like, you know, SGA, Chris Paul, Schroeder, all these guys um, are, are worth, like, Gallinari is a guy that I like here just because I think his floor is really strong. Like, give me 30 fantasy points as a floor here. Um, so I like that. I think Steven Adams could have a field day in this matchup. Um, you know, he's been playing really good here recently. 6,800. Um, he's definitely someone that I'm looking at. And like SGA and Schroeder, like I said, I think those guys are in play. I don't know how much Chris Paul, SGA, and Schroeder that I would play together. Um, so maybe you make that group of maybe zero to one, zero to two. Um, you know, that way you're not playing a ton of those guys together. Definitely don't want all three of those guys together. Uh, if you're playing large field tournaments here, Nerlens Noel is a tournament flyer playing 15 to 20 minutes, just hoping that like he gets, um, you know, 20 to 25 fantasy points, 3,300. I don't think is the craziest idea um and uh, you know dort has been playing about 24 minutes a night he's 3200 another large field uh tournament play if you are kind of into that thing like you know you gotta you gotta throw some darts here you know every once in a while it will work out sometimes it won't uh portland at indiana taking on the pacers 219 total here uh, indiana favored by 10 in this game Collins, Hood, Lillard all still out on the Portland side. Lamb is out. Oladipo is questionable. Sumner is questionable. Um, yeah, Oladipo dealing with a back injury, sore back um, from all that singing that he was doing. Let's start here with the Portland side of things. You know, obviously with Lillard out uh, now for the last three games, we've definitely seen um, an increase. For C.J. McCollum's usage um, and production, you know, 37 minutes, 43 minutes, and 37 minutes in those three games, 35, 35, 37% usage in those three games. A ton of usage the other night against Boston. Ended up fading him like I said I was going to. 
and he didn't kill me. Um, I did play, I ended up playing a lot of Trevor Reza. So obviously that kind of helped. So, you know, looking at this matchup, you know, CJ McCollum, 9K. Is he worth it? Really depends on the value that opens up here. Um, yeah, because you, you have Anthony Davis with no LeBron. He's going to be your top spend-up today. Um, we'll talk about that. Sabonis in a good matchup here going up against Portland. Um, I think CJ McCollum is in consideration today. More just raw points, high usage, taking advantage of the minutes, um, all those good things. So, um, so yeah, for me, I think he's you know definitely in play. Um, you know, white side. He's a guy that's definitely in play as well, averaging 1.3 fantasy points per minute um, over the last two weeks. So he's definitely in play. You know, Mello at 5,600, he has a ceiling, so I don't mind him in tournaments. Um, again, like I said, I like Trevor Reza again. Trevor Reza is kind of like Harrison Barnes when we were talking about that game. Reza's going to play a ton of minutes in this game. So for like that reason, like I have interest, um, just because I you know want the minutes <sighs> on a four game slate. If the production happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, you know, looking at the Pacers side of things here, you know, obviously with um, Oladipo out last game, Lamb out, Sumner is out as well. You know, the minutes kind of spread out here. Justin Holiday played 23 minutes. Malcolm Brogdon played 25 minutes. Uh, Miles Turner played 27 minutes. Sabonis played 31. Aaron Holiday played 29 and a half minutes. But the thing was, like, they were crushing uh, Charlotte. So it's tough to gauge here. I do think that, you know, Miles Turner is going to play solid minutes. Um, you know, obviously Sabonis. Aaron Holiday, another guy that I don't mind. But the guy that I'm kind of looking at here for the Pacers is TJ Warren. He's 6K. Um, it'd be interesting to see what his ownership is here. But his usage um, over the last couple weeks is really, really solid. 25.1% averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute. So I don't mind TJ Warren. Uh, I obviously like Sabonis. I think that on a four-game slate, raw points-wise, you have to have some interest here um, in Sabonis. You know, and it'd be interesting to see, like, how many people take shots on Sabonis. You know, Portland allows the 11th most fantasy points per game to opposing centers. So, like, it's not the worst matchup in the world. Uh, Miles Turner, 5,200. He's definitely a tournament guy you want to be looking at here. Um, Aaron Holiday, 30 minutes the other night. Uh, 4,800 is a lot higher than where he was a couple games ago. But with the increase, he's obviously going to be a guy you're looking at. Um, you know, Justin Holiday had a good game the other night. But I think it was more just, you know, playing extra minutes in that like blowout than him like doing well because if like we look at it like Justin Holiday in that game um the other night played eight um fourth quarter minutes so out of his 23 I don't want to really rely on that too much there um you know 15 minutes before the the start of the third quarter if that game's close does he really play that much um you know TJ McConnell played the whole fourth quarter so I don't want to look into his minutes too much. Jakar Sampson played a lot of the fourth quarter. So, you know, for me, as far as the Pacers go, um, I don't want to go too crazy here and overreact if Oladipo plays or doesn't play because looking at it, 
it was a lot more minutes because of the blowout uh, the other night. We're going to finish it up here with the Lakers at Golden State, 225 and a half total here. Lakers favor by 13 and a half in this game. LeBron James is out. And then on the Golden State side, Draymond Green is actually probable for this game, and Thompson and Curry remain outs. Uh, obviously, the big news here is no LeBron James. Um, you know, we look at this team without LeBron off the floor. Anthony Davis has a massive, massive usage rate. Um, again, like I say, I like to look at like the last four weeks to kind of get a better idea. And when LeBron's off the floor, Anthony Davis averaging over a point and a half um, per minute. So he's obviously a really strong play here. Um, at 10-3, he's not really priced for LeBron being out, but your top value play on this slate is Kyle Kuzma at 3,900. Um, he's going to play 25 to 30 minutes in this game with no LeBron. At 3,900, he's just a steal. The thing is, like, all the Lakers are cheap. Your Lake, The Lakers are the ultimate chalk on the slate. They're going to be so popular. Like, everybody's cheap. Avery Bradley's cheap at 3,300. KCP is cheap. Danny Green is cheap. Rajon Rondo is cheap. I don't really like Rondo. I just was saying, like, these guys are cheap. Like, I do like this spot um, for Bradley, KCP. Um, I don't mind taking some shots on Danny Green. But, like, Kyle Kuzma is the guy. Like, he's your guy. Play Kyle Kuzma. You know, you can obviously fade him if you want to in tournaments. I never have an issue with that. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's a really strong play here. Um, outside of that, like, if you want to take a tournament flyer on, like, a Markeith Morris with no LeBron, maybe he plays, like, 20 to 25 minutes here at 3,100. I don't hate that tournament flyer. Um, so we'll have to kind of see if it works, but uh, I don't hate that one. Um, and on the Golden State side, with everybody kind of expected to play here, um, if this game stays close, um, you know, maybe it's Damian Lee uh, at 5,400, keeping the game close. Um, I don't expect him to go like 7, 8x, but I do think Damian Lee has some upside for like 6x here. Um, I don't hate Jordan Poole playing over 30 minutes a night right now as well, even with Green coming back. I don't hate Draymond at 5,500. Um, you know, he always seems to get up for Lakers games. Marquise Chris played 25 minutes the other night uh, with Draymond out. I think Marquise Chris is a really strong tournament play because I I don't think, you know, I I really don't think Draymond coming back is going to affect him. Kai Bowman, you know, he's going to guy that's probably in that like 25 to 30 minute range. Um, Anderson probably loses minutes here with Chris and and Draymond back. Saw him kind of take a hit the other night, and now, like, Draymond being back, um, probably just a pass spot for me. <sighs> yeah, that's it. Four games. Easy. Four games. Night before. With some injury news. Always fun. Um, Let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to 7X. I really talked about this already a lot. Um, not shocking to anybody, I hope. But uh, give me give me my boy Kyle Kuzma. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. I think a lot of these guys, uh, Davis, Sabonis, McCollum, Whiteside, all have a really, really strong opportunity to go over 5X. 
So I'm going to go down a little bit and say that um, Darian Fox does not get to 5X on this slate just because I'm the host and I can. My favorite 6X play on this slate, it's kind of a toss-up for me. Um, I think Anthony Davis is in really strong consideration uh, for this one, but assuming that he plays without any issues here, give me Tobias Harris at 7,500. I think he's a really, really strong play um, if Embiid ends up sitting. So um, let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Uh, Sacramento or OKC. I'm going to go with Dort. I think he's going to play around 25 minutes. Um, 25 minutes in this matchup. Man, give me like 25 fantasy points here. Um, very active defensively. So I really like the spot for him. I, again, I think he's going to be kind of low owned here on this slate. It's it's tough to say like how low owned someone will be on a four-game slate. But, you know, Sacramento, middle of the road on turning the ball over. I think Dort has some steal upside here. And just give me like 20, 22 to 25 fantasy points as my, you know, low-owned guy here. Uh, game selection question. Game that's standing out to me. Um, again, like if you're playing on FanDuel, I think the single entry series here at Rotor Grinders is really strong. Definitely check that out. Um, shameless plug to the promo that we're running, but sticking to the theme of this week, I've been kind of all over the place. I'm going to go – I think this is a really fun slate to spend 80 bucks and play the four-point play over there, the 20-entry max $4 uh, buy-in tournament. It pays 24% of the field, min cash is 2x, top 10 is less than 30%. Like, if you have been messing around with, like, 20-entry max, this is a really fun slate to check it out. This payout's strong. This tournament's strong, paying 24%, min cash 2x, under 30% top 10 and then first place is getting 10 grand. So somebody's probably going to turn 80 bucks into 10 grand on this slate. It's a fun slate to throw 20 teams at as well. So this is the tournament that's kind of standing out to me today. And maybe you're only playing one team. Maybe you just take a shot with one team. It's such a good payout structure that I don't mind rolling like one to five teams either. Uh, if you don't want to play 20 entry max, or if you haven't been practicing 20 entry max in that, you know, $1 tournament that I've talked about before. Uh, favorite over under against the spread. You know, this one's tough today. I don't um I don't love any of these again. I would probably look to that Portland Indiana game and take the under at 219. I could see it going over too. Um so like again, I don't love it. I'm not going to fire up sharp side and lock one in today. Um I wish oh, I wish uh the Philly one. Man, so it was 209 was the over-under on the Charlotte-Indiana game. So I would have hit that one. Would have kept my streak. I would be up at nine if I would have played the last two days and locked in the ones, Boston and that under, and then Orlando Magic um, on Monday. So, you know, when I'm looking at this, you know, for today – I think that's like really going to be a ten, paying attention to that New York Philly line when it comes out. If it comes out and I really like it, uh, I'll tweet it out. But that's the one that I'm going to be kind of looking at. Like I said, I, I don't mind the under in the Portland um, Indiana game. I think that one's 
a really strong under uh, to be different. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday or Thursday. Sorry. Um, we'll be back on Friday talking some more hoops with a much bigger slate. Um, if you haven't already and you like fantasy NASCAR, you can check out the free recap and preview show for the Auto Club 400, and we recap the Pennzoil 400. It's free this season. It's over there on the Roto-Grinders YouTube page. Make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe to the Roto-Grinders YouTube page. It's going to wrap us up. Hope everyone has an awesome night. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you again tomorrow.